it does give us a, a great honor that you would take time out of your weekend to come be at church in a cafeteria, all right, at Hope City. This is just who we are. Um, we, we do try to clean it up. We scrape all the gum up off the floor. There's a couple squished grapes that the students leave for us, and we clean that up as best we can. But I'm going to tell you, this is, it means something, that you take time out of your great Sunday. I was out back a little before y'all were singing that first song, and I was saying, man, it's, you could play golf today. It's nice out. But you guys, some of you are nodding your head, yeah. But you take time out of your weekend to come be with us. And that means something to us. That you're in the presence of God and you're here longing for something. And so I just, it's been a heavy week for me. I I have just, it's been one of those weeks where God and I have done a lot of talking. and, And so you're here today. And he is here today. We've already opened up a can of worms in this place this morning. And so here's what I want. There's two things, and again, we're just very honest and real in this place. There's two things that I would like, and I feel like God is wanting us to get accomplished here this morning before we go home. And some of you are going to go eat a good lunch. I'm probably going to eat it like a peanut butter sandwich. That's what I do on Sundays. But I want to. Th- I think there's two things God wants us to accomplish here, both of them of the utmost importance, because both of them are the utmost importance in your next steps, whether you've been a follower of Jesus all your life or you're sitting here today having no clue what it means, like what are we even doing here, okay? And so I just want to just get right to it. I told the first service, in sort of an introduction, I have, very, I have a lot of personalities, multiple personalities. And just because the way thing life ebbs and flows, man, I'm, on not, I'm, just, I'm not in the mood to like laugh and joke and make you laugh. I'm just not. I mean, I'll probably fall down and you can, guys can laugh, but I'm just not in one of those moods. You know what I'm saying? Most of the time, I'm going to tell you a couple good jokes and I'm going to read some of the word of God. And like, you're going, some people are going to get saved and the Holy Spirit is going to fall on people. And, and heal people. We've already prayed healing over a friend of ours in between services. But I'm just being honest. This is one of those weeks that I'm just, I don't want to laugh and I don't want to joke. So I'm going to get very serious. And I have been praying ever since. I even text my wife and she didn't respond to me. Imagine that. Um, but I asked her to, I just asked her about the first service and I didn't ask any of my, my staff, which I should have. But man, I felt like because of the heaviness of the topic of what I'm getting ready to share with you, it almost felt a little condemning. And, and that's the least and the last thing that I want to come across in this room this morning. Because our God is not a condemning God. Scripture tells us that, in, that there's no condemnation for those who are found in Christ Jesus. And so God is never going to be that angry voice speaking to you. The Holy Spirit of God who is in this very room, is a gentleman. Girls, you want to know what it's like to date and marry a gentleman? Get to know Jesus and his presence. Because the Holy Spirit of God is a gentleman, and he speaks like a gentleman. And so I want to make sure before I go any further today that nothing out of my flesh is condemning to you. Because I'm going to be talking about the subject here for just a few minutes 
of the fact that we as people, Christ followers especially, man, we have no idea truly what the Word of God says and means to our life. Because we're in a generation like my generation and below. I'm 41. I know I look 28, but I'm 41. (laughs) Sometimes I just can't help it. I'm 41. And the generations below me, guys, we've lost the hunger for the Word of God. And I know that may step on some of your toes and maybe even punch you right in the gut. But, guys, we have lost the desire to read the Bible. Now, how old school does that sound? That is, you call it old school, you call it old-fashioned, you just call it plain, simple, old. That is the truth. As we have just lost the desire to read the Bible. We've actually lost the desire to know the nature of God. We've lost the desire to know who this Jesus guy really is because we just don't do it. And I'm saying that with as much grace and and just respect for every person in here that I can muster. And so that's the first thing I want to talk about. And some of you in your mind, you're like, now, how long are we going to be here? Listen, the Panthers don't play today, so we've got until next Sunday. Well, actually, we've got to be out of here because the kids are going to be squishing grapes on the floor a little later. So the second thing I want to just accomplish here, Lord willing, is that you heard Andy say, guys, hope is having a great expectation, let's just say, for tomorrow. And there's some of us in here, and we're at a loss for what we're supposed to even be expectant for. And so that's how we're going to tie a bow on this thing and send you guys off to Quincy's. Quincy's is an old restaurant that used to be on Westchester and High Point with the buttered rolls, and they were really good. Think of, you know, Golden Crow is just the chocolate fountain and the germs and <laughs> go eat your grandmother's fried chicken. That's how we're going to end it. Is that okay with you guys? So I'm going to say everything today in love and the fact that we as followers of Jesus don't know the word. Listen, this is sparking something new. If you were here the last Sunday of the month of December after Christmas, we were in the gym. I shared a vision that God had given me of an empty field. And I told you that God's telling us to prepare the field. Can I just say that God's word is telling us everything that you and I need to know. And the word of God is not a mystery. Like God is not dangling a carrot out here saying, here it is, come get it. No, the word of God tells us everything that we need to know. For some reason, my generation and below, we've just lost the art and we've lost the love. We've lost the hunger to read the Bible. But that's going to change. Amen? I had a couple conversations with people after the first service, and I just didn't know. I knew, but I just didn't know. And, and here's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to remove the veil. Hey, I'm not pastor, super pastor. I'm just not. Can I just tell you from young, and I won't look old, but from young to old, um, listen, I need to read the Word of God more. Like, as a leader of this place we call Hope City, I am telling you, that I need to be in the Word of God more. And so what I'm doing is I'm removing the veil 
that we've all got this thing figured out and we're perfect and we're all super people. What I'm saying is it is okay in this place to be not okay. It's okay to admit, hey, you know what? Man, he's right. I don't even know where my Bible is. I got to get in the word of God. And so that's the two things that I just want to try to go through this morning. Turn with me to the book of Acts. Turn with me to the book of Acts, and it's in the, I think it's the 17th. It is the 17th chapter of the book of Acts. There's a man by the name of Luke, and he's writing this amazing story of the birth of the church, the Holy Spirit moving, and here's Paul and Silas, Paul going and planting churches all over the place, and here's what Luke says in Acts chapter 17. Scott, can I read the Bible on my phone? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, you know what? It is so good for lazy people like me and you. It'll read it to you. So now what's your excuse? Oh, my data plan. Well, listen, go to Starbucks. They have a free Wi-Fi, and it will read it to you. Acts 17 And it says, as soon as it was night, the brothers sent Paul and Silas away to Berea. On arriving there, they went to the Jewish synagogue, verse 11. Now the Bereans were more noble, were of more noble character than the Thessalonians, for they received the message with great eagerness. They received the message of Paul and Silas with great eagerness and they examined the scriptures every day to see if what Paul said was true. And let me just say real quickly about that small point. These Bereans were people who longed for the word. Now the word that they had wasn't an NIV. They didn't have a New Testament They had the Old Testament scriptures to look through. They studied the Old Testament scriptures. They knew the Old Testament scriptures. And so when Paul and Silas come on the scene, they're hearing these guys speak, and they are eager to hear what they have to say. Can I tell you that only the Holy Spirit can make us hungry for what a man or a woman of God has to say? I mean, let's just be honest with ourselves. It is a prayer of mine that we people of this Jesus movement, not a church, not Hope City, but this Jesus movement, that there is a longing and a hunger to come and hear men and women share the word of God. Listen, that has to happen supernaturally. Because how many of you, please don't raise a hand, because some of you may be there right now, but how many have you ever been into a place, a church, an organization, a religious service, and you were just wanting it to be over? You were like, I hope you come back, Jesus. You ever been there? That's, that's it. But you see, it really is not, the weight of this is not on me to tell you some funny stories. Listen, I've got funny stories forever. But it's not my job to tell you some funny stories so that we break the ice and we laugh a little bit and then we hear some of the word of God and then we go home about our business. It's not my responsibility. And this is where I'm not wanting to be condemning. And so I say this with as much grace as this body can muster, is it is my responsibility to be very real and in truth tell you what God says. And then you can take it or leave it. These people, powered by the Holy Spirit, 
They had a longing and a hunger for what Paul and Silas were saying. They thought they were men of God. Listen, they thought they were. They trusted them, but they didn't leave it at that. He said they heard what they had to say, and then they went back and they examined the Old Testament Scriptures. They examined the Word to see if what Paul especially was saying was the truth. Hey, people of Jesus, this is something that has to be a part of our life. And I hate to say it, but it just isn't. And if you're wanting just a preacher, a preacher who doesn't have it all together, I hate to burst your bubble. I didn't say this in the first service because I knew my wife would say amen and she's not in this service, but I don't have it all together. And so if you're going through your work week and spending your weekends and then you come here for an hour and you're wanting to open up and allow me to pour into it and you're going to call that a day? And you're going to think that you can leave this place and then go back out into the world that we live in and be full and know what God desires for you? You see, that's what most of us do. We think that a 30-minute message is going to be enough to power us through this week. I just know that we as followers of Jesus, we have to make this, and I'm not being legalistic. And I'm not trying to be religious. I'm not trying to say that you need some new routine. But what I am saying is that we have to hunger to know what God's word says. Like the Bible has to be important to us. What God says about His Son Jesus and what He says about you, it has to matter to us. And so these men and women, these Bereans, they, they longed for it. I mean, they were eager for it. And then it says they went and examined what the guys were saying. Here's what we're going to do at this place. This is so important to me. That as this thing moves forward, can I just say that if we do not become people who know God's word, if we don't long for it, if it's not a part of our life, like if this carries no weight or value, then I'm ready just to pack it all up. We'll give our resources to some place that does long for His Word. If we can't be people who love Jesus and also love His Word, then, then we just need to pack it up. You see, we live in a day and age where everything, and I mean everything, is irrelevant. Lifestyles, our people in leadership, our businesses. I mean, have you seen like what's taking place with our stock market? 
everything, our dollar is irrelevant. And our world and our culture is just saying that what you're doing this very second is also irrelevant. Here you go. Some of us are going to go home today and we're going to crack this open for the very first time. And I'm okay with that. Hey, we've got to start somewhere. You're going to go crack this open for the first time. And I have a team of prayer warriors in this very room right now. And they've already been praying that when you open this up, and I don't care where you open it up to, you go and do the Bible roulette. I mean, I'm good at that, right? You know what that is? Just like, oh, there we go. Well, that's, the, that's where we're going to start, Numbers chapter 28. I don't care how you start, where you start. Hey, God, where do you want me to go? But I'm going to pray that when you crack that thing open, maybe for the very first time, there is going to be a sense of relevance that you've never experienced before. You see, husbands in the room, you've got to understand that this tells us how we can ensure our wives adore us. Did you know that this here tells us how we can get out of debt? Do you understand that this, teenagers, tells us how we can stay pure in a very unpure world? And wives, this tells you how you can respect your husband and how you can long for him. And this will also tell you, wives, and I'm so glad my wife knows this, but that this tells her that I'm not Jesus. And I can't give her anything like Jesus can. You see, this has the answer to all of your questions that are in your mind right now. And it is along with prayer, which I'm not going in that direction this morning, the greatest untapped resource of power that we've ever seen. I just happen to believe it. So back in March, April, it was one of those dates before the, the building that we're building had a foundation And I was out there praying, and I just had something, God, telling me, great idea, because I'm not this this crafty, and I'm not this smart, and I'm not this creative. But the Word of God does mean something to me, and it means something to this movement, and I hope that it means something to the people of Hope City. But there was something creative in me that said, Why don't you go and bury a Bible in the very foundation of this building? And so I did. I went out into, you see this picture, and and you'll see it one day when you're in in the building, that the atrium is this long, wide hallway 
the vein, it's the artery, the life of Hope City where people are going to be and we're going to be doing community and all kinds of things in this huge hallway. And I took seven steps. Why seven? I That's the perfect number, so I just said seven. No scientific reason. I just said seven steps. In the very center of this wide atrium hallway, seven steps, and I dug a hole and I buried the Word of God on it. I put it right in there. And now there's all kinds of concrete and steel and building stuff all over it. But I want to tell you something. That is symbolic of what's taking place in this life that we, for some reason, have named Hope City. The people who venture into Jesus' movement, you're going to be a part of the Word of God. Like the Bible is going to be something that you long for, whether you know that right now or not. Because I'm asking God and my prayer partners are asking God that supernaturally you will find inside of you in this area right here a hunger for the Word. Like you're going to wake up and you're not even going to know why. Why do I need to go get my Bible? And you're just going to have a hunger. It's not brought on by some church, and it's not brought on by some preacher. It's not brought on because we've had some kind of emotional time here together. It's going to be because the Holy Spirit is wanting to speak to you, and He's wanting to take you into God's Word and show you His Son, Jesus. And for those of you who lack the confidence to go through this life, He's going to show you that you can be confident because in here you will find nothing that tells you that Jesus lacked anything. So as a church, and I know, man, this may be weird, It may be the most religious thing that we could ever do at this place. We'll look back in three months and say, well, that was a dumb idea. You ever do that? We may look back in three months and be like, well, why did we ever want to do that? Or, or, five years from now, three months from now, We're going to look back and we're going to say, that was the greatest move of God that I could ever remember. This movement of Jesus is powered by our prayers, which I don't fully understand, but it's moved and powered by our prayers and reading and knowing the Word of God. And so starting today, We as a body, we as a body, we're going to read the word together. Is that okay? So here's what I want you to do. Like, not right now on your phone because your Bible is up on your phone, supposedly. I want you to go sometime today to hopecitync.com slash the word. You see, that's about as creative as I can get. We're calling this the word. I want you to go here on your computer, through your phone, whatever you need to do, and you're going to punch this in, and this is the page that it's going to take you to. Take a look at this. It's going to take you to this page. And this is where we start today. 
Today. Like, don't put it off till tomorrow. Today. And I'm not talking about because you're type A or you're OCD and you need to check things off. We're not doing a checklist of reading Scripture here, church. What we're doing here is we're reading in Luke 1 today together. And there's a group of people that are praying that when you turn in your Bible to Luke chapter 1, you're going to read something in there that is more relevant than anything you've ever been a part of. You're going to see the Word of God come alive. And then tomorrow what we're going to do is we're going to read Luke 2 as a body. And listen, you're not doing this alone. I want you to look around. I, I don't know where all you guys came from, but the first service, it was standing room only. And so there's about eight or 900 people that are starting this together. You're not doing it alone. I tell you all the time from this very stage, you don't do life alone. Guys, we're not going to be reading the Word of God alone. I cannot wait to hear the stories of a dad gathering his children with his wife in the living room in the morning before they go to school and they're reading through the Bible. I can't wait to hear the story of my friends at their workplace taking a break and reading the Bible. says this is all about Jesus this is all about who you are in him and so for the next two months until the end of February we're going to read the word together you see we're reading the book of Luke that's a synoptic gospel and that's a big fancy word that I don't even know what it means really but all it means is Matthew Mark and Luke they're like similar they're saying a lot of the same things so I love the book of Luke like Luke makes it very real. He uh, really like speaks to the human side of us. And so we're going to start with Luke. And basically you're getting Matthew and Mark in Luke. And then you're going to go and you're going to read the book of John. Listen, John is a phenomenal place to start. Like if you don't want to do this because you're a rebel like I am and you're not going to do anything somebody tells you to do, start at the book of John and just read John because it talks about Jesus a lot. And this whole thing is not about a church. It's not about a building. It's not about gathering a lot of people under one roof, but it is about Jesus. So you read the book of John. And then the last one is we're going to read the book of Acts because that talks about the birth of the early church. And it talks about what the church looked like before man's influence took over. Like if we would just get out of the way, and allow the Holy Spirit of God to have His, his just have your way. God, whatever you tell us to do, we're going to do it. Before we started making a lot of rules and getting a lot of routines and getting a lot of people's opinions involved in this thing that we know is church today, the early church acts is what God intends for this thing to be. So you're going to read in the book of Acts, especially the first few chapters of Acts. You're going to be hitting that sometime in middle February. And you're going to see early on in those few chapters of Acts what a dirty church is all about.
Did I say all that with enough grace? Just somebody say, give me a hint. No, thank you. You're my friend. You would just say that anyway. How about somebody who doesn't know me? Was that okay? Was that okay? All right, good. My wife still hadn't texted me, by the way. So here's what we're going to do. The second thing I told you is 12 o'clock. I'm not going to stay here forever. But there's some of us in this place, and the can of worms was opened, and we talked about being expectant for tomorrow, what hope is. And you don't know what your hope is. You cannot define your hope. You couldn't write your hope down on a piece of paper. This is weird. Listen, what's getting ready to happen in this place. But this is what I sense God leading me to do. If you're here today, and I won't say you feel hopeless, but you draw a blank when you want to know what that means. Like, Scott, what is this hope we're talking about? What is this expectancy for tomorrow all about? Because I don't know what it looks like. I don't know what it feels like. I definitely don't know what it sounds like. Scott, I definitely don't know how to find it. If that's you, and listen, that may be a lot of you, that's okay. But if that's you, I want to cut this microphone off and I want to pray with you. There's a whole team of prayer warriors in this room. I want them to pray with you. And so if that's you today, listen, let's just call it weird. This is going to be weird. I'm going to ask you to get up out of your seat. Everybody is going to be looking around. Everybody's going to be looking. Do not let that hold you in that seat. If you need to leave this place knowing that what I say is true and that my God is real and that my God does have a plan for you and He has a plan to prosper you, to give you a hope and a future, if you want to know that's real, I want to talk to you and I don't want it to be in this room. And so right in that back corner, right over there, there are a set of double doors and we're going out that door. I'm going out that door with or without you. I'm going out that door. Andy's going to sing a song. You guys are going to blow the roof off of this place. You're going to sing it like you mean it. And then Andy's going to send you guys on your way. But I'm getting ready to turn this microphone off and I'm going out those doors. And if you're in this place and you just need to know that God is real and he has not forgotten you and you need to know what hope looks like, then I want you to join me right out that door. And listen, if we all go out that way, man, we may just come back in here and do it some more. How about that? But here's what we're going to do. I'm going to pray. I'm going to turn this microphone off and we're going back there. And if that's you, do not let anyone deter you from getting up out of that seat. Jesus, I just thank you for being real. Thank you for what you've done in this place. I'm thankful for your word that tells us your son Jesus died for every single one of us, whether we're sick, wretched, just whatever you died for us, Jesus. We accept that sacrifice. We thank you for the blood that you shed that forgives us of all of our sins. God, help us today. No matter how far we may seem from you, help us to know, God, that your word tells us that we're worthy to come to you. That you, Jesus, have made us worthy. And Holy Spirit, I pray that you will fall on every household represented here. Holy Spirit, that you will cause a hunger like no other hunger for the word that is the Bible. 
Holy Spirit, God, Jesus, I'm going to thank you right now for what you're getting ready to do in the lives of some people who need hope. God, may we always be people who long for more of you in Jesus' name.